Yep, I can hear you. I'm Jonathan Chern with the latest edition of the Subway Station Sports Podcast. This is part two of the first one I did with my co-host Nolan Sullivan. Uh, we're discussing the end of the MLB lockout in last episode. This episode is more geared towards free agency and what the Mets are going to do, uh, what position Billy Epler is going to be in, and what about Buck Showalter. So, um, what do you have to say? Um, you know, I'm excited to talk about free agency. It's been a while because, obviously, the lockout, but I'm excited to see what the Mets do. Excited to see what happens around the league. And, yeah, let's get it started. I know in part one we briefly uh, discussed Freddie Freeman. Uh, so now we'll move on. And we talked about Schwarber. Mm-hmm. So now we'll move on to Carlos Rodon. Yes. Do you think we should sign him? I do. He is a young arm. And um, he had up and downs throughout his career so far. But I, if I'm not mistaken, like in the playoffs so far with the White Sox, he's he, he's done pretty good playoff wise. That's what we knew, and that's what we need. We need playoff caliber play, players. We need people that are ready to perform in the playoffs if we are going to make it. Um, he's relatively young. I think he's like around 27, 28, if I'm not mistaken. Um. He's 29. Yeah. Um, and we need a lefty in that rotation. We do. Uh, Steven Matz, obviously we don't have him anymore. Um, and we just need a lefty. I think that – and I think that that's a good move. Yeah. Um, you know, I agree with you, but yet I'm a little bit more cautious because he has had a little bit of injury troubles. Yeah. But – the positive on this is that once he gets those injury troubles solved, if you sign him for several years, then you really got his prime. You got the best of what uh, you could possibly get out of him. You got him at his peak. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think that if we give him a five-year deal, not that expensive because, again, his injury troubles, he has he, he's at up-and-down seasons. I'm pretty sure uh, – one one year he's probably put up a, like a three point eight, and then another year he's put up like a four point three. Um, so yeah, he's had his up and I mean up and downs, and you know his injury troubles, but he has he a lot of potential. You know, it, relatively he came into the league relatively like early. I'm pretty sure he came into the league when he was like twenty six, twenty seven, I think. So it's relatively early, and I think that a five year deal, not that expensive is a it's it's a good deal for the Mets yeah and um Rob Manfred by the way oh this is a little off subject he apologized uh to the fans for the lockout and how they handled it so moving on from that uh what's your thoughts on um Correa and Story those other top shortstops do you think they'll go I certainly think they're not going to the Mets, but where do you see them going? Um, I, I, I see one of them going to the Yankees. I think that obviously we know this, that the Yankees are big spenders. You know, they got Steinbrenner. I think that one of them is going to go there. Uh, the other one, I just see, uh, them going to like a middle infield, uh, needy team. 
I think that, I mean, the Angels are cheap. I So it'll be interesting to see if they would even try for it. But I'm pretty sure that their middle infield isn't anything special. I don't think they got any anything there. Um, I'm trying to think with um, different teams that, like, need that middle infield. Seattle. Yeah. With that middle infield. I know that they got J.P. Crawford, I'm pretty sure is his name. Yeah. And he's trying to think. I'm pretty sure he's in the middle infield. But, I mean, I I don't see maybe Texas. I don't know. Maybe, like, these low lower-end teams that, like, have, like, that are just going to be coming and have, like, a decent amount of money that people are not ready for. Um, and, yeah, I mean – but I certainly don't see him coming to the Mets, obviously. We don't need them. Yeah, and especially with the Yankees not doing anything, uh, the Mariners looking to turn things around. Uh, we saw them have a little bit of a comeback last year. Yeah. Uh, so now that brings up brings us to a homegrown fan favorite of the New York Mets. Where will he go? That man is Michael Conforto. Oh man, you know, I love I love Mike. He was one of my favorite players on that 2015 team. Me he was too. That season, and he really came into his own throughout the years he's been on the Mets. I I don't see him coming back. I and I really wish he would, but I don't see it at all. It makes no sense to especially since he's looking for big money, which I don't think he'll get. Um, I think that he'll get paid around the 10 to 15 mil range. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know where I see him going. I think that any team that'll probably pay him the highest is where I see, because again, he has, um, who's that agent? He's got Boris. Yeah. He's got Boris as his agent. He's, Probably as a owner and a GM, probably the worst agent to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's just whoever's going to pay him the highest, he, he wants money. And it's just sad to see him go, but we got to say goodbye as Mets fans. Yeah, and that's where kind of an issue occurs because Conforto, the Mets offered him over $100 million during um, spring training last year for a contract extension. And he decided to bet on himself, and unfortunately, yeah. that resulted in the worst year of his career. Yeah, I, I agree. He had a very bad year, um, for Michael Conforto's standards, at, at at least. He, you know, we're not. I mean, we, I mean, we weren't seeing the, we weren't used to seeing the Michael Conforto like he was. He, you know, at the plate, he had no discipline. He went yeah. back to his old self, you know, swinging at those. Uh, I mean, those lefty sliders, the lefty curveballs. Um, he kept getting beat high. He wasn't he, – he just wasn't himself. I, And, you know, he's not going to get nearly as much as the Mets offered him. And now we don't even need him because we got Canna, Marte, and that utility man, Escobar. So, yeah, it's, it's a shame. Yeah, and – uh, the thing with Conforto is he not only had that as the issue, but he had the lockout and all that stuff. And remember, during the COVID season, 
we saw some things from him that we thought were going to carry over to 2021. Uh, we saw a lot of great things from him. We saw he was kind of the player that Jeff McNeil was. Yeah. Um, yeah, and brings us to another top free agent, Chris Bryant. Uh, Andy Martino reported that uh, the Mets are not in on Bryant right now. He's not uh, in the foreseeable future to be in a Met uniform. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Do you do you think Martino is just uh, breaking fake stories or what? I I don't I I think that it's true. I don't think that there's a need to bring Bryant in again. We have that. I mean, now that the DH is in the NL, we have that DH open for anybody. Um, I just don't see it though, because I say that we put Ed, Eduardo Escobar at third base and you put Jeff McNeil at short or not short second, then there's not really a spot for Chris Bryant other than DH, you know? And so I don't see it. Um, I'm sure he's going to get a big bag somewhere else because Chris Bryant, as we know, hitting machine, you know, fielding could use a little bit of work, but again, he's hitting machine. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. I see. I can see him uh, essentially going anywhere. He's got a lot of interest across the league and I could even see him going to the Yankees. I haven't yeah. heard much in their front, but they haven't spent money yet, which means the Yankees are in on almost everybody. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you, John. Yeah. What do you think about Brad Hand? Where do you well, what do you think he's going to do? You know, he's a 32-year-old. He had that historical first half of the season last year, traded to the Mets after he had a couple of bad uh, games and he just wasn't himself with the Mets either. So what do you think's going to happen with him? Um, I could see him going to a team to work out in spring training and kind of have to uh, fight against some younger guys to try to make the team. Uh, but I also do think that the Mets should sign him because you can never have enough arms. Yeah. And the dude clearly has potential. He just had a rough half of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that has to do with the spider tack and all that, we don't know. Um, certainly a possibility, but I would definitely bring him on the squad next year. See what he's got. Yeah, I agree. And if we're on the topic of relief pitchers, I mean, there's a couple of good names that's for, I mean, for the Mets, you know, obviously pitching has been a problem the last couple of years for the Mets just from injuries and not getting, you know, not being able to finish games and, you know, management problems with pitching. I I would really like to see Andrew Chaffin come yes. into the match. Uh, or um, <laughs> maybe even, yeah, bringing back Brad Hand because, I mean, I think we should give Brad Hand another shot, and I think Andrew Chaffin is very underrated, very slept on as a pitcher. And he's still relatively young in Andrew Traffin, even though people thought he's pretty old. He's only 32. I think that uh, signed Brad Hand to maybe a one-year deal for the Mets, see what he's got. Don't give him more than one year. Sign Andrew Traffin to two to three years, and I think that's, like, perfect. Yep. Uh, send that message right to Billy Epler because 
Uh, you hit that nail right on the head. Um, very underrated reliever. Um, proven guy. He can. Uh, he has what it takes in big moments. Another rumor that I heard is that we could possibly trade for uh, Josh Hader. Obvious. I mean, I. I mean, I heard that too. Do I think it'll happen? I'm not sure yet. Um, obviously, Josh Hader, I think, is the best closing pick in the league. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I don't know yet. I, I, I just got to I gotta see how uh, the rest of free agency goes, see if it if the rumors start boiling up with him. Obviously, I'm a big Josh Hader fan. Him and Devin Williams is that good one-two punch in Milwaukee. And if they think of giving Devin Williams the closing job and getting Josh Hader out of there, then if that's what they think. I don't think that's a good move by them. I think keeping them two for the foreseeable future, basically locking up any game uh, in the seventh inning every other day, I think that that would be perfect for them. But I don't know. I got to see. I mean, what I'm all, I mean, I also like, I mean, as one more relief pitcher, is Ryan Tapera. He's, these relief pitchers are very slept on, like Aaron Loop. Nobody knew who he was. And then he was our best relief pitcher last year. Sadly, he left. I would have loved to keep him. Me too. Uh, but Ryan Tapera, he, very good pitcher. And if, if we could bring him in for a two year deal, he's 34. If we, if we could bring him in, a two-year deal if we don't get Brad Hand, then I think that I would be happy with that too. So would I. Now, uh, breaking news here. Um, ESPN reported that uh, this will be the first that MLB has officially announced player uniforms will feature advertising for the first time uh, with patches on jerseys and decals on batting helmets. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, I'm not happy about that. I'm a traditionalist. I think that uh, uniforms are meant to be uh, simple. They're supposed to be the team logo, uh, the name and number. Uh-huh. Uh, no advertisements. I was okay with the Nike swoosh, but doing stuff like this, I'm not okay with. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly just the money factor, you know, uh, that. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, it's at this point, it's, it's whatever, you know, they're just trying to find any way to make money, you know, and yeah. that's what they got to do. And whatever it takes to bring baseball back, I'm cool with it. Yeah, exactly. Because so. playing baseball is most important. Most important. Of course. So. Um, there's several other options that the Mets can go. And now this is a discussion that has been, that has been talked about as far as SNY, um, New York post, they've discussed who will be the first to be gone. JD Davis, Jeff McNeil or Dom Smith. I'm going to have to go with, I I think that it's either going to be JD Davis or Dom Smith. If I had to pick one. I think it's going to be J.D. Davis. Yeah. Uh, I J.D. Davis, like, these, I mean, all three of them, down year. We thought J.D. Davis, after 
that year with the Mets, I mean, bringing him in, uh, you know, fans all nobody, and just like we thought, securing that third base spot, you know, good defensively, just had that fantastic season with us. We thought he had that locked up, and then all of a sudden, door went right back open because you know, in the MLB, one bad year, it could get you. That's just how it is. It's the same thing with McNeil. Same thing with Dom Smith. You know, Dom Smith wasn't known for his speed. He was known for, you know, his defensive skills. He wasn't ever really known for his hitting until he came onto the scene in 2019 as a very good hitter. And maybe even 2018, too. And um. I think that we give McNeil and Dom Smith another shot, and I think that trading J.D. Davis might be the best option if we were to get one rid of one of the three, which I think we do need to. Yeah, um, I think that McNeil gives you the best value. I'm not for giving up McNeil because I think he balances out the lineup, yes. and I think especially with things like the shift being uh, banned, I don't know if that was made official or not, but uh, from what I heard, they did agree on that a while ago. Um, that could help McNeil, considering there were a lot of times last year where I didn't think he was doing bad. I thought that he was just unlucky. Yeah. Um, they've talked about getting a bigger name pitcher for McNeil, which in that case, it makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean... I would hate to see McNeil go too. Um, you know, he's he came more as like a a leader. Like even as a rookie, you felt his presence just on the field and in the dugout. Like you, I mean, you could feel that this kid he loves baseball. He wants to play, and his days of wearing sixty eight. Like I knew watching him. Yeah, he he's gonna be special. And one bad season, I don't, I don't think so because, um, I forget the first year, but it was, I think it was between like, twenty sixteen or like twenty seventeen and twenty nineteen, he led the league in average, right? Yeah, he he uh, beat McBets. Yeah, he it beat was... all these other people, and just because of one bad season, you just can't, you can't do that. Yeah, it was twenty eighteen to twenty twenty that he led the league. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which is so impressive. And the thing with McNeil is um, he's a scrappy player. He's fiery. He's got a passion for the game, which is all important. But the issue is that he, what he had with Francisco Lindor last year uh, with the whole rat and raccoon scenario. Uh-huh. A lot of people are making it sound like he's a toxic personality, which I don't believe is the case. I don't believe it either. But that's up for the Mets to decide. And the other thing, too, is we don't know the full story. Exactly. I'm a big Jeff McNeil fan. I have the guy's jersey. Um, yeah, I have a collection of his stuff. One of, Been one of my favorite players since he came up. Yeah, same. There's a, I mean, there's a couple things that I'm really interested about to see what the Mets do. Um, you know, obviously, Jonathan VR, um, free agent now. Um, I'd say bring him back. I would say bring him back as well. I mean, he 
you know, sometimes he uh, he's a good base runner, but sometimes obviously he get a little, you know, caught up in like you know the flips. I mean, the last stuff. Like he's still a very good base runner. He was he was good in that one hole at times. He's a good bench bat, and you know when we needed him to step up from the injuries and play shortstop and play third, and you know kind of. I mean, go onto the scene and be a starter for how many games he was. He performed, you know. Yeah, he 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 really did, and that's why I th- I say bringing him back for another two years isn't a bad idea as another bench bat. And obviously, he obviously he's not going to get a starting job unless he beats out um, McNeil at second or beats out uh, Escobar at third. Right. Um, I think definitely bringing him back is to consider for the Mets. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also have a little bit of a another uh, opinion as far as that goes. I would just pile on guys like that. Like, I would consider bringing Pilar back because the thing, too, if you have a good core on your bench, you'll be better for the, for the long run. Yeah. You know? Uh, there's a lot that can be done. There's a lot that can be changed with this team, but there's also a lot that I feel should stay the same. Yeah, it's uh, it was a very mixed team from last season because, you know, a lot of people had good years and a lot of people had bad years. In my opinion, you know, Jonathan VR had a very good year, but then like people like Jeff McNeil had a bad year. It, it's really hard to tell, and that's why you know Billy Epler, the new GM, hopefully he could figure some stuff out. Um, and I'm just interested to see what, what ends up happening. Um, there's a, there's a lot of big name guys that are still out in free agency and it's just going to be a frenzy. I mean, yeah, Clayton Kershaw, he's, I don't know what's going on with him. Um, Jorge Soler, (laughs) MVP of the world series. I mean, he, He's only thirty, and yeah, past power. There's there's a lot of guys that are still just like unknowns about where they're gonna go. Yeah, and now, now this brings us to probably our final segment of the show because uh, Anchor gives a thirty minute maximum, I believe. I don't know if that's changed because I did hit the the magic number one hundred or fifty or something close to it. Um, listeners, mm-hmm. um, my question for you is what Mets are going to have a comeback year and make a big impact on the uh, team next on the team in 2022? So two biggest names that actually I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to give three because okay. I like talking about this stuff. It's so fun being on here. It's a good, it's a good thing that you run here. I would love to be back another time. Yeah, um, no number one, Francisco Lindor. Obviously, you know, this is a down year for Francisco Lindor. I think every – I also think every Met fan was expecting, you know, him to hit 40 bombs, also hitting 290, getting 100-plus RBIs, all that, obviously, because of all the um, – being on the Mets – Obviously, he was still very good defensively. I think he's going to improve very much offensively, though. Um, another person I have 
is the Grom, right? Yeah. So obviously, it's 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 Jacob Degrom, right? Best pitcher in the league. But yeah. A couple years now, injuries, man. It's 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 been sucking for Jacob Degrom. I mean, he's been having this historic season for the last couple of years, and it's just been derailed by injuries. And just when we think he's going to come back and being healthy again mid-season, another setback, another setback. It really just sucks, and I hope if he stays healthy the whole season, we could see another Cy Young from him. The last one yeah. is going to be Jeff McNeil. So, Jeff McNeil, I think that he's going to go back up to that 300 number and hit 20 bombs this season. I think that he's going to do very good. And I think picking him at second base, and if we don't sign Kyle Schwarber, put Robinson Cano at um, DH, see how that experiment works. If not, then just keep him on the bench as an extra bat. And I think that will be set. Obviously, pitching, we need a couple pitchers, but that's down the road. Okay. Um, I obviously have Lindor, McNeil, DeGrom on my list. But I have a few others, I think. What? What? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Um, I also have James McCann on my list. I think yeah. he'll make a little bit more of an impact this year than he did last year. <laughs> um, you know, after being out for a short amount of time, uh, he seemed to do better when he got back. Um, this dude is an all-star catcher. He's been there before. Um, I think he has what it takes to have a good year. Another player I say is Edwin Diaz. I saw a lot that I liked from him last year, and if you've noticed, he's gotten better every single year that we've had him after having yeah. a horrific 2019 season. Yeah. Um, and then – Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, one more player that I have is Taiwan Walker. Because after the All-Star break, he fell apart. But he stayed healthy the entire season. And if he can build on that, and now that we see his arm can handle it, I think he's going to have a similar season to what his first half was like. Yeah. um, I would love to see James McCann do good. And, you know, I I loved watching Taiwan Walker pitch. You know, that just that I mean that fastball pitcher just being able to hit his spots on the fastball. And Edwin Diaz, I mean I I mean I love the guy since trading for him, even though he's had very much downs and ups. <laughs> um, I kinda have a love hate relationship with him. But yeah, I mean I hope that all these guys could have up years. I mean, obviously James McCann also, this is kind of his proving year for the Mets. You know, we signed a three year he signed a three-year deal with us, and I think that next year we're going to bring up Francisco Alvarez. So this is kind of his proving year to see, you know, am I going to get benched for some rookie or am I going to be able to finish my contract starting? Yeah. You know, those are certainly the questions, and Alvarez has talked about how he so, has a good chance of making it to the big league soon. But I can't hear you again, so, I mean, we're good thing we're going to end it. Okay. So you could do your outro or something. I'll just stay quiet. Thank you for tuning in.
Glad you enjoyed hearing our lockout and free agency discussions. Uh, this has been Jonathan Turner and Nolan Sullivan. Let's go Mets, and let's see what the team has in 2022.